What if God could change your life in three seconds? Don't believe he can? God, he's moving throughout this world, doing amazing things, saving people, redeeming people, and I am just one of the many people that he has touched. When I first met God, it felt like 20 minutes, but in reality, it was only three seconds. If God could do that for me, why not you? My name is Nick, and I'm a local church pastor in the state of Washington. Join me as we go before God to have a three-second moment. Hi, welcome to the Three Second Moment Podcast. You are listening to episode 11 titled, It's a Matter of the Heart. And before we get into the content of today's episode, I wanted to remind you guys that we have a email. It is number three second moment at gmail.com. That is number three second moment at gmail.com. And through that email, you can send in all your feedback, all of your suggestions for these episodes, and all of your prayer requests. I would love to serve you guys in that way. I want this podcast to be as much of a blessing as it could possibly be in your life. And so please email us at number 3 secondmoment at gmail.com. Alright, let's get into the content of today's episode. So today, the title of today's episode is it's a matter of the heart, but really the topic that we're going to be talking about is the difference between religion and relationship, right? And so our church culture, we have done very well in differentiating between what we call relationship and religion. The difference is very important to pinpoint because it's a matter of true or false worship. It's a matter of worship that is accepted by God or worship that is rejected by God. And this struggle has been with us so long as humans have existed. And so for this reason, we can look in the scriptures to see what it truly means to worship God. So let's begin by jumping into Isaiah chapter 29 verse 13. Here God says of Israel, these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based on merely human rules they have been taught. This right here captures the essence of the difference between relationship and religion. It is fairly straightforward. There are people who confess Jesus is Lord, honor God with their speeches, but their hearts are far from Him. These people worship God, but their worship isn't in spirit and truth. Rather, they follow the guidelines of man-made rules of worship. Put simply, religious worship has the form of godliness without the power and the heart. Relational worship is godliness and comes from the heart. And so how do you know, man, this is just hitting me right now, how do you know that you're living in relationship and not religion? This is how you know. You do all things for God with your heart. Do you read your Bible with your heart? Do you pray with your heart? Do you sing songs with your heart? Do you fellowship with your heart? Do you minister with your heart? Do you serve with your heart? Do you love with your 
heart. In all that you do, do you do it in the name of God and from the bottom of your heart? You know, I've heard so many people say, let's love on people. But what the heck is love on? Where did this phrase come from? Who imagined this phrase? Who invented this phrase? This is not Christianity. This is not what God calls us to do, nor does He call us to walk in this. Love on people? No. Take out on and just make it love people. That phrase, love on, I'm sorry, but it's a pathetic phrase. If I'm honest with myself, it is a pathetic phrase. Love on people. Because loving on someone implies a distance between your heart and theirs. Right? The picture I see is love on top of a person, but no love going into the person. There's no real connection. And that's possibly the worst thing you could ever do. But if you say love him rather than love on him, there can be no doubt that there is no distance between the hearts. God doesn't call us to love on God. He calls us to love God. God doesn't call us to love on our neighbor. He calls us to love our neighbor There is no on. There's only direct love to and for the person. Are you actually giving your whole heart? And I don't mean to condemn or ostracize any person who utilizes this language. But to me, this language has been the phrase used by people who walk in religion and not in relationship. Because the use of this phrase is manifested evidence of what the content of someone's heart is truly like. For Jesus says, out of the abundance of the heart, so the mouth speaks. And so if you're saying love on people instead of love people, I'm sorry, but that's religious. That's a revealing and a manifestation of the religious heart that 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 you may be possessing, right? That's honoring God without actually putting your heart into it. That is a distant love, not an intimate love where your hearts are united. Right, brothers and sisters, are you concerned about the anointing? Do you care to live a life empowered by the gospel? If so, take this phrase out of your vocabulary and begin to be direct by truly giving your heart to God in all that you do. Let there be no distance in that. No, no on, nothing that divides. Just love directly to the object of that love. Not on top, not just with, not just not just a covering, but to have love in, love for the person. You know, Jesus actually says in Matthew chapter 15, verse 9, that, that worship without this heart, without this heart that is wholly given and directly given to God is worship in vain. And guess what? On the outside, you can't tell the difference. Religious people imitate the form of worship. They even sing the songs. They'll even join you in the group prayers. They'll even jump. But their hearts are not in it for God, but for something else. 
Do you find yourself studying the Bible for yourself? Do you find yourself praying for your own sake? Or do you find that the motivation for all that you do is not about you, but about love for God? People always ask me, well, how do I give my heart to God? How do I know if I'm giving my heart to God? To which I always respond, what the heck are you talking about? I don't say it like that, but I say this. What are you talking about? You know how to give your heart to God. How did you give your heart to that boy? How did you give your heart to that girl? How did you give your heart to your passions? You know how to give your heart to God. So don't come up here and ask me, well, how do I give my heart to God? Because you already know how to give your heart. You gave your heart to that boy. You gave your heart to that girl. You gave your heart to your passions. You gave your heart to money. You gave your heart to popularity. How did you give your heart there? You know how to give your heart. You know how to give your heart to God. And the reason why you don't, and the reason why you ask such a question is because you really just do not love God. Because if that which you love, you'll give your heart to. And I know that this sounds like a harsh word, but I speak this word in love. Guys, like I said earlier, it's been hitting me. Right? Let me just finish this. Right? I know this sounds like a harsh word, but I speak this word in love. Jesus was the harshest, not with the prostitute, not with the embezzler, not with the demon-possessed, but with the religious. Jesus rebuked them harshly. Why? Because the religious are deceived in their salvation, and so they must be woken up to the truth. God's heart breaks for the religious. He speaks so harshly because he loves so deeply. Oh, that the religious would awaken from their deception. May their eyes be graced with the enlightenment of the Holy Spirit to give them sight. What's the difference between relationship and religion? It's a matter of the heart. It's the heart. Is your heart being offered and given to God in all that you do? Do you give your best to God? Do you offer all of who you are, the good, the bad, the ugly? Do you do you simply just trust in God to take hold of your heart and for Him to work in your heart, for Him to carry your heart and to make it new? Oh Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul, I live for you alone, every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, Lord have your way in me, I'm coming back to the heart of worship, and it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made it, when it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. Would that be the cry of our hearts, brothers and sisters? Would we put our heart it's all about Jesus and it's not about us. But we're really giving God all our heart, all our soul, living for Him alone. Saying, 
God, come and have your way in me. Come and have your way with me. Is that a heart? Oh, would you give your heart to God again right now? If you're listening and you feel like, man, my heart hasn't been in my worship. My heart hasn't been in when I'm reading the Bible and I'm studying and meditating on it. My heart's not in it. My, my, my heart's not in God. Right? It's, it's in all these other things. It's in the blessing. It's in looking good in front of the church. It's, it's, in, it's in looking cool in front of that girl or in front of that boy, whatever it might be. Will we return to the first thing? that has claimed our allegiance when we when we turn back to what led us to encounter the love of God for ourselves that led us into into really experiencing the salvation of our soul oh would you give your heart to God again right now just as you did at first would you offer yourselves humbly before our mighty and gracious God Would you return to the worship that saved your soul and led you into a beautiful encounter with the one true living God? Would you do that right now as we pray? Let's pray. Blessed Father, Heavenly Father, gracious and merciful God, Lord, your heart burns passionately for this topic. God, you... You love, you love to discern the difference between relationship and religion. Because God, you died. You gave up your son so that we might have a reconciled, restored, living and active, heart-filled, spirit-filled relationship with you again, oh God. And so, Father... May you bless my brothers and my sisters right now as they give their hearts to you again, Lord, as they did at first. From the bottom of their heart, God, offering just scraping to the bottom of the barrel, trying to just give you it all, God. God, would you see this? Would you see this right now? And God, would you pour out your spirit over us, over every person that is listening right now? And God, would you break us free from any type of religious spirit and bring us, God, into the anointing of the Holy Spirit once again, God. And fill us, God. Protect us from the Spirit and fill us so that we may walk in the fullness of Christ, in the fullness of what it means to be a child of God every single day, every moment, whether we are awake or whether we are asleep, oh God. May this be a reality for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so, brothers and sisters, I pray and I hope that God was able to use today's message to bless you in any kind of way, to even shift your heart and your mind even just a smidge so that you can better keep in step with the Spirit, walk in the fullness of Christ, and to champion the gospel to the day that you die. And so, guys, I love you guys so much. Please, please, I pray and I hope, I don't know why my heart burns for your blessing today. I pray and I hope that God would bless you in this day. Please, Father, please, Lord Jesus. And so God bless you guys. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And I pray and I hope that perhaps this podcast episode, God can work to to bless and to forever change the trajectory of your life from this moment and onward. And so God bless you. Jesus loves you so much. 
and I'll see you next time. Peace.